The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. Still here? Then pour your favourite beverage and let's get this fucking show started. Fantastic Forum, assemble! We're back. It's Wednesday, so you know what that means. That means we're going to talk a lot of shit and drink some booze. Ozzy's in his, uh, his uh, sriracha on sushi, which is... Uh, I'm not, not going to lie and say that it's not an odd choice. It is an odd choice. I, I, I'm not a sriracha on sushi kind of guy for spicy sushi. I'm a more of a chili oil guy, but damn it. I'll be damned if it didn't look good. But here we are. <laughs> here we are. We got a spooky show for you because it's October, so spooky season. We're giving you a little review of Creep Show Season 3 and a little book called Something is Killing the Children. And as always, I got those guys here with me. We got Jay up on the right uh, right left-hand corner. Hey, what's up? And then underneath us, but never beneath us, is Oz. I usually do the wasabi, but that'll like get in my nose, and it's gonna be a horrible first few <laughs> minutes of the show. Yeah, no, I'm a, I love wasabi too, but it, it's definitely a, a uh, you gotta moderate that. That's the one thing I do in life in moderation is wasabi. Um, but yeah, I'm Moses Magnum. I'm holding the fort down today because Larry is a little busy. He'll be back later, which means that we can't get to tell him about a little movie called Lamb because I want to see him cringe about it. But Jay was just telling me about it, and it's <laughs> look. You got to stay tuned and hit subscribe, like, and the bell to get a uh, uh, a review of that because he's going to be doing a one shot of that someday, one of these days uh, in the coming weeks. You know, as our uh, rollout of Halloween themed content uh, comes to fruition here in on October. And uh, in the meantime, you can join us in chat. You know, you can join us. You can call us in. You can we'll, we'll conference you in. All you gotta do is uh, listen to the little lady uh, tell you what to do. Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at Fantastic Forum Live. Join the party. You know you want to. Oh yeah. Aside from that, I mean, just just pour your drink and sit back and enjoy. Enjoy what we got to say about these scary things. And some are scarier than others. But before we get into the scary thing, Jay, Jay, man, before we went on live, man, you told us uh, (laughs) you went back and read that Green Lantern story we were talking about last week. Right. The the story where Jessica Cruz, uh, powerless, takes on three yellow lanterns. And I know there was a little bit of confusion about how enjoyable it would be. I know Oz was having trouble recalling exactly the where-ins and what's. And I went back and I read it, and it was amazing. Um, She's alone on the station, being boarded by three yellow lanterns. She starts laying, like, these traps and deceptions, uh, taking out the first two, then basically just gets into a fist fight with the drac and she grabs the lantern and like knocks her ass out with it um the yellow lantern and it's a that's when she gets the call to be a yellow lantern and it is an amazing story uh so great 
so fun. And of course, the internal dialogue of her talking about how like she's working through her fears and like it's just great, an amazing story. It sounds it, man. I I know um, reading that one annual that we read last the uh, reviewed last week. You know, you can check in in our archive for that. Um, it just seemed like it'd be a cool moment to see that happening, but the aftermath was just so cool that for me, I was like, man, I would like to see that, but if it's just happened and happened, you know, <laughs> I'm not gonna <laughs> go search for it, but how you're describing it and how you got Oz described it last, uh, last week, it's like, man, that's a, like, we might all start putting that shit on our pull list. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's a story that should have been its own book. And for some reason, it's like, it felt like a backup story on the uh, feature state book. That's why I forgot like where I read it. I remember it was, it was, I remember they were doing like multiple stories in different books, but all I remembered was that John Stewart story that's at the beginning, because that's the one that keeps going on into the, into the regular run. And I could not remember like which books it, I thought it was spread over two books. I remember it was being a really good story and it felt complete. And yeah, it just, it's, it's like a backup story in one book. Which I honestly kind of like how the Green Lantern books are doing that. Like, instead of giving each, because right now there are about four different stories happening. I think like four or five. And instead of you know, each lantern getting their own book, they're kind of just like jam packed into like one book, which you're getting like two stories uh, that like form this whole when you read all of them. And I kind of like it like that. Like, like I wouldn't say no to each lantern having their own story, their own book, but this one's much cheaper <laughs> and you get the experience. Yeah, and then you just get like the the annual that was just Jessica Cruz, and that whole book, that whole story was amazing. Right. Yeah, there, there's just there's there's just too many goddamn lanterns and only one book. <laughs> Remember after um, what was it? It was after New Fifty Two. I think it was it was after Blackest Night. There was like four or five lantern books, and and right. each book had two different characters. Hell, even the other, even the Red Lanterns had their own book. Yeah. So there was just a lot of stuff. But yeah, specifically with the Green Lanterns, there was there was at least like three three books. There's Green Lantern, which was like the, the main guys. Green Lanterns, which was Jessica Cruz and Baz. And then uh, Rainer had his own, I forget the name of the book, but it was him on his journey to become the White Lantern. Wasn't that New Guardians? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Oh, because yeah, yeah, he discovers a, a hidden batch of guardians that were like hanging out in a comet or something. <laughs> the ones yeah. that fought the Manhunters, right? Is that what it was? Uh, they Back replaced the lantern. They were they replaced the guardians that were killed after Blackest Night. Okay. That's what and, like one of them had like goggle, like steampunk goggles, and yeah. That's where what you get. happened to those guys? I think they're the current uh, guardians. I think they're just more into their job. Okay. Because there was, there was male and female guardians. 
among them. And now when you see the Guardians well, in the well, current book. We don't know that. We know there's that and plus maybe something else. Well, like, I, I mean, they're billions of years old, so whatever they are. <laughs> <laughs> some have boobs, some didn't. And the ones that didn't have boobs tend to go bald. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, yeah it doesn't mean there, there's bald <laughs> guardians too. Yeah, it's, look what a, they're blue. And they're new. <laughs> they're used to it. They've become a holes like the like the people they replaced and so yeah. they become whatever part of the spec or the alphabet instead of the spectrum in this case, whatever part of the alphabet they land on, <laughs> they become douches just like everybody else. Um, speaking of uh the alphabet and where people fall into it. You guys hear that thing about Superboy? I did. I, yeah. I did hear that uh, confirmed by um, he was like hanging out with some pink haired dude, I think. Yeah. Or it was yeah. either like pink or neon red. And not Superboy, Superman. Oh, right. sorry. Yeah, John Superman. Yeah, yeah Superman's John Kent. Kent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. And uh, but I mean, technically, he's another species, at least half, right? Yeah. Is he? Yeah, well, he's or, Kryptonian. Half Kryptonian. Yeah, so he's like, I mean, he's already like pansexual, technically. Like it was less weird with Jonathan Kent because he's such a new character than yeah. when you try to do it with Tim Drake. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, like, go ahead, Jay. Like, it's like as far as Tim Drake is concerned, it. I don't know. It didn't feel weird to me. But, well, I mean, it did, but not because of that. But just because I love that couple, like him and Stephanie. Yeah. But uh, like. Even though, like, I don't know, sometimes you just fall in love with a dude, right? Like, that's the, name of the title of this episode. I'll tell you what it was, why that yeah. one was weird to me. Um, it, it felt it felt a little forced. It felt like it came out of nowhere. What I'd been seeing from Tim Drake was him starting to warm up to Stephanie again. I thought that was going to be they, they were going to be a thing again where how Grayson has Barbara, you know, they go back and forth. I thought that's what Stephanie was going to be with Tim. And especially when I found out that that book was going to be, when that series was, was being written, because I know a little bit about the, the author of that book who has done interviews and talks about how much she loves the, uh, the Stephanie Drake uh, relationship. Like it seemed like she wanted to do that. And then the book that she puts out is this, kind of like threw me off a little bit like whoa okay did you know what happened did did now who's writing it i forget her name right now okay uh i i can look it up i'll, I'll get you the name but i know i'd seen interviews because when that when i saw the name i wasn't like sure who she was so i went back and looked to see what she'd done and what she you know it's, there was interviews and she talked about that how she likes that relationship and she loved reading that and i thought that so I thought that's what she was going to do. Mm -hmm. so I, don't know if, I don't know if it was her idea or someone else's, but 
it just felt out of nowhere. Now, Jonathan Kent, we don't really get a whole lot with him. You know, he's, he's what, just a couple years old, if that. Right. Like five at the most, I think. Yeah. He came out of, like, one of the last crises. So, and even when he first came out, he was a little kid. Like, we are just now seeing him as an, as, well, I guess not necessarily an adult, but of a uh, maturity age where he can do things. Well, like he can that. get, he can commit a crime and ruin his whole life now, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, with him, and I know, I know a lot of people that are mad about it. Oh, Superman's gay, blah, blah, blah. But it's, it's a new character. He, he doesn't yeah. have an established history like some of the other ones that they do just swap over like that. So it's a lot easier to handle when it's so new. I mean, okay. Well, I mean, it's not like we've seen him. You know, hanging around the ladies either. <laughs> right. He's been too busy just trying to be Superman because he's having a hard time. <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm just glad he didn't, he didn't make a pass at, uh, at Wayne when they were the Super Sons. Yeah. It would have been weird because they were like twelve. Yeah, but that's usually like, I mean, hormones and shit, raging hormones of t- teenagers. Well, he's not a teenager yet, but you know what I mean. Sometimes that, that, all those hormones in the milk and the and the 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 chicken, the RBST in the milk, like you know, they develop quick. And plus, he's Kryptonian. He probably got his first boner for a dude at eight. Power <laughs> of the sun, man. Yeah. My concern was more that it's like, well, he's part Kryptonian, so that's already like odd, even though he's humanoid. Um. And then on top of that, it's like, we don't know what Krypton is like when it comes to sexuality, really. I mean, I know there's dudes that do dudes in Krypton. I know there are, because, like, I've seen the fashion in Krypton every time they flash back. Like, that dude that made that the standard cost, the standard wardrobe for Kryptonians, like, he sucked a cock. Or female <laughs> ate a vagina. But usually, I think that she built the ships. Yeah, and it's even tough to kind of gauge like what they would just naturally find. I'm trying to figure out a way to say this because in Krypton society, it's arranged marriages because right. they they put people together to have the best child, but mm-hmm. they don't have children naturally. That was what that you know they yeah. And so I get you know I guess at that point you don't even need like you just need two pairs of dna right you don't need right the uh they're all two babies yeah you don't need the yeah you i mean look superboy is a product of two dudes right yeah. right superman yeah. and luther yeah and look <laughs> i've never seen a dude like obsess over a female like luther obsessed over superman you know like his whole thing was like moby dick and there's a reason why Moby Dick is called Moby Dick. Yeah. <laughs> it's a guy in this battle of the sexuality. Yeah. And it's a sperm whale. Yeah. But anywho, this is not what the show is about. Let's jump into what do you guys want to do first? You want to do the comics or the shows? Um, I know Lawrence is running a little late. Yeah. And I did want to hear his take on Creep Show. Okay. And I actually want to hear his take on the comic, but we could always revisit. I mean, it's a two-hour show, tight two, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so we, we'll do our thing, and then, uh, um, 
Yeah. Oh, real quick. Uh, Tiger Clan Chessa. So, what do you think of the Alan Warlock casting for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three? That I'll be honest, I didn't hear about it. It was in our newsfeed on Facebook. I know you don't go on our Facebook. You don't go on Facebook, period, because it's a, a cesspool of bigotry, and I know you're you're against that. The cesspool part, not the bigotry part. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, it's the guy from We're the Millers. The, like, dorky kid, ugly. I don't want to call him ugly. That's fucked up. But The one that sang Waterfalls? I don't even remember that part, but it could the be. One, the kid in the meme where people talk about them getting paid, and he's like, you guys get paid? Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's that guy. And, uh... You know, Adam Warlock is an Adonis. Like, if you're going to fall in love with a dude, that's the dude to fall in love with. That guy don't look like Adam Warlock. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's an odd choice just for the look. Uh, from an acting perspective, that guy's a good actor. So <laughs> he could act like he's good looking. Because I don't think even, really realistically, I don't think Adam Warlock's look come into play into story-wise, you know what I mean? Uh, I think it's just comic book guys drawing dudes how ideally we would like to see ourselves. <laughs> yeah, And that put me as the comic book dude because the only thing separating me from the dude that drew him is talent. <laughs> but I'm sure he read comics like I did in high school. So, um, but yeah, so that, that it's a weird casting choice just from the look point, but I think from the performance point, I think he could be all right. I now, mean, I am concerned that that uh, what's his face, uh, Gunn said that they weren't gonna do Adam Warlock at all, like all those teasers. And he said, Look, yeah, I've never seen him look like that. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna he, say, if he hits the gym, he looks like you know, like if Thor and, and Doctor Strange kind of got it on, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, and the dude from the Flash was in on it too. <laughs> was it Grant Gustin? Yeah, that, yeah. Look, I never seen him look like that. That look, I stand corrected. He could be Adam Warlock. Yeah, yeah. Like he could fuck Jonathan Kent. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Why you bullshit me? He does kind of look like him. <laughs> yeah, he does. Put some neon <laughs> air on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, you know it, it wasn't. Look, the picture that look, the picture that was on the teaser headline for that news story didn't look like that. <laughs> but I guess that's why they do that. Right. Uh, but yeah, so we'll jump into this comic review. Let me play this music. I still haven't made a video bumper for that. Uh, you didn't download that TV bumper at all, did you? I forgot. No, it's cool because it's still technically a work in progress, but I figured we could still use it and then add the parts where we feel missing as we go. But, it, you know, it's all good. I forgot to remind you, too, because it's technically still a work in progress. But you guys stay tuned. You got to hit that subscribe, like, hit the bell because... Uh, you're going to have video transitions now uh, moving forward once we, uh, you know, finish them up. That's that's how we're selling them on it? Video transitions? Woo! 
Comic book review. Scary. Review. Scary. Like review. <laughs> well, not not like that, but like. People like behind the scenes shit, Oz. You'd be surprised. They 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 like that. Okay. But yeah, something is killing the children. Something is killing the children is a book from uh, Boom Studios, and it, it's a uh, it's a story about a particular case of monsters eating children, and. Uh, and the hunter that comes to town to kill them. The monsters, that is, not the children. But um, throughout this series so far, you explore what creates these monsters, uh, what creates these hunters. And um, basically, like, it, it's, it's a, a study almost in fear, <laughs> you know, and, and how fear affects things and and how you, what you can do when you overcome it. That that's what I get out of this book. And it's uh, written by James Tynion, which we talked about his Department of Truth. Which the concept in here and the concept in Department of Truth, uh, they kind of overlap. And I'm kind of happy to see that in the in the sense because it's like okay, he, this guy's he's thinking on a certain wavelength that I like. And uh, so now I need to read more James Tynion books, even his DC shit. But uh, it is drawn by Werther von Ederol. Ederol? Ederilla. I, I, I fucked up. I totally spaced out. I looked it up twice because I did a one-shot on Enter the House of Slaughter, which you can get. It should be premiering on our channel here in about an hour and a half. Um, but... Yeah, it, those two together um, are doing a, a kick-ass job in, in bringing you this story. And it's just done in the way... Well, look, I'll get to that. Uh, initial review from my end, little 22nd bumper review, promo review is... You know, shit goes bump in the night, and uh, they kill it. But you need something that bumps harder. And uh, that that's what you get in this book. Jay, man, tell me a little bit about what you thought of uh, the uh, synopsis of what you thought of something that's killing the children. Okay, so the first arc is about uh, this kid and his friends are kind of hanging out doing slumber party shit. Uh, one of them makes a dare, and eventually, only one of them is left alive. And so this hunter comes, and she's uh, she's basically trying to kill the monster. Like she believes him, or what he's like. He hasn't told people everything because they're not gonna believe in monsters. And so she comes and saying, "Yeah, like you know, adults don't believe in monsters. That's why they are safe." Uh, kids do believe, and that's why they're in danger. And she's here to, like, put it down. And, you know, they work together, they investigate, they search. Um, uh, all the while, you know, the townspeople are being assholes. 
and the police are being clueless and one guy ends up shooting a kid and then they just forgive him like it's okay it's like which i hate i hate when people do that like you be an asshole and then you do something fucked up and then everyone's like oh it's fine you didn't realize there were monsters and it's like no it's not fine you fucking shot a kid like that's some fucked up shit and so uh basically yeah the hunter is out there like trying to make things right and trying to get the things that's killing the children and it's good like i love the feel of this story like it's a very kind of classic uh horror childhood horror feel to it um it's really good um i know in the first arc they introduce a bunch of things uh, without explaining like there's a stuffed animal that gives advice and there's a council and uh yeah like it, it's good i'm definitely looking forward to like seeing how this world fleshes out Look, good luck with that, G. <laughs> <laughs> I hope one day you get that. <laughs> uh, right. Oz, man, uh, you read this, right? I, you guys are talking about, like, arcs and, and this. I, I read, like, a couple of, of issues. That's fine. But the first, like, three or so? No, like, the most current. Oh, shit. Okay, so what issues did you read? I, I think most current. Um, what is it, like? 17, 18, no, 18, 19, and 20. I think they're on 20. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's the uh, dude. I'm so mad at you. Why didn't like, you start at the beginning? Because I saw there were 20 books, and I'm like, I don't have time to read 20 books. No, we're only I mean, you were only supposed to read the first six. I didn't know yeah. what we were supposed to read. I just know the title. I'm like, okay, well, I've heard of this book. I mean, I'll check it out. Yeah. And, uh, well, so, the, the, here, I want, like, because I, I did um, the the one shot for Enter the House of Slaughter, and that I hadn't read anything, and I read that, and that that actually takes place during the first six issues <laughs> of the the first issue takes place I think during the first four issues of Something Is Killing the Children, and I have no idea what's going on, and it's like uh, Joe basically like what you saw her. The conversation she had on the phone, I saw the stuff on the other side of the phone. Oh, nice. Yeah. It, it actually, like, as good as I, as much as I enjoyed uh, Enter the House of Slaughter, like, I didn't realize how great it was until I read the first six issues of it. But Oz, the, my I say all this to say that, like, how do you feel reading those last three books? Because those I mean, are the most current ones. It, it, am I spoiling anything? Are you guys there? Uh, look, I don't think there's really anything to spoil because had you read from the beginning to the twentieth, like hey, you you would know like the story has progressed, but not by much. Like I think it's only been a total of, like four or five days that have gone by <laughs> in this in this in this big uh, comic series. Okay, uh, it was interesting i thought i was gonna have you know 
to to Jay's point, why didn't I start at the beginning? I thought I yeah I wanted to see how how well I could just jump in to this story and see what's going on, and the impression that I got from just you know a couple of issues at the end is it felt like uh like Witcher kind of but with kids, uh like um. Well, I, I guess the main character is is an adult, right? Right. And uh, they're, they're training this little girl, and they sent her, they sent her out, and didn't expect her to come back. And now that she's back, she's earned the the right to to wear their brand, and she's getting tattooed. And they start talking about uh, how what she has to do next to to get her mask that that crazy mask with the. The fang. With the fangs on it to be the the venom mask to become yeah. a full fledged hunter. Yeah. So it, it was interesting. I jumped in at the point where they're making a new one. Okay. So yeah, so you didn't even see like what she went through. Like you didn't see No, I saw yeah. I saw the main character like already um, like and then like getting, like getting drunk and talking about like yeah. stuff that she has to deal with. And then, like, just being happy that this that this child survived what Man. they put her through, and that's where I got the oh, so she was like on some some journey where she probably had to kill something or survive something. Yeah. <laughs> wow, dude. So you didn't see what she actually her actual trial? Then you didn't see no. like what she had to do. That no, is. I, I didn't know she. I didn't even know she was out. Yeah. That like, is. <laughs> it's just this lady and this other kid. Yeah. Talking about like messed up stuff that they had to do, including like killing kids. Yeah, yeah. Like, so he, here's the thing. So, as far as the story goes, it this kind of like, I'm glad I read from one to twenty because when Joe told me, um, we're reading this, I'm like, okay, I figure six issues. Okay, I can read that. I don't know if I might have time to, but once I read like one. I had already read Enter the House of Slaughter, so reading issue one already like hyped me. I'm like, fuck, I'm gonna read two. It, it's a fast read. The books are a fast read. I know like some of the complaints online on like Reddit and shit has been that they're too short. And uh I don't think they're shorter than more comics. It's just the pacing it it, it moves fast while it's moving slow. And that I think that that's what gives it that feel. And I know reading Enter the House of Slaughter, like that was one of my complaints where it's like it, it, it feels short. I don't know if that free comic book day issue was the full issue or not. It didn't feel like a full issue, but it did. So and then now with reading the whole series so far, I, I can tell that that that's just how it goes. Um, but yeah, I couldn't stop reading it. Like I just read from yesterday afternoon to today afternoon. I read. 20 issues <laughs> you know i found time even though i didn't have time and uh yeah it's just um i was mad at that story arc that oz is talking about like when that story arc kicked in i'm like you're taking me from the real story like you're giving me a whole arc of not killing the queen monster <laughs> you know spoilers you know but i guess it's a spoiler because you know, it's not happening yet. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but it, it's a good ride. Like it, it is a good ride. Uh, Joe, after reading issue six, 
I, I couldn't tell if five or six was the end because I read the individual issues, but what what um I read up to five and I'm like, this isn't over. Like I need to keep reading for sure. And that's how I got stuck where I'm at. But how did you feel just stopping at like issue six? Well, I I felt good. Like it was a good start. Like it, it, I felt primed for what the series was gonna be, and so like I definitely want to read more. Um, like I, I own all the issues, uh, but yeah, like I felt it was a good primer. Like it was a good start, a good direction and I don't know if it's five or six like but it's the first trade we were supposed okay. to do and I, I think that might only be five issues okay I'll have to double check but uh yeah the first trade one through five well that's your first arc and uh yeah you know it, it feels good it feels complete it feels uh like there's enough to like make you me want to read more um yeah like honestly just felt really good reading it real quick just because uh i i think I, <laughs> you said i i said i didn't see the the trial Dude, I skipped an issue. Oh, yeah? Because <laughs> I, I, I literally went back, like, one issue to 19 and looked. I'm like, oh, well, well there's, 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 there's nine pages with no text. Yeah. It's all action. Yeah, it, yeah. It bonkers just, just scrolling through it. <laughs> it's just, this is definitely a story that where, where I screwed up by starting at the, the most current. And, yeah, you, you should start at the beginning because it, it, it makes you want to go back and, and see what's happening. So uh, the best way I can explain the structure of this comic series as a whole is right now where you're at, um, where you're at, you're, you know, your issues 16 through, I want to say 16 through uh, 20. 20 is the one that came out last month. Okay. So when you're at, at, uh, at that part, you're really just at the issue six of a normal uh, comic book series. Like the first arc is finished. But the thing is, it gets into that without the first arc really being finished. Like it's te she's technically still working the same case. Only now we're just looking at her background. Now we're seeing her flashback, all the little stuff they would pepper in in other panels in other books and make the comic books longer. <laughs> they took out and just gave you a whole arc in between her solving this uh, this monster hunt. And, you know, as far as recommending this book, I recommend it to my sister-in-law, Liz, because I'm like, once I got to issue 20, I'm like, man, she's going to love this. And I, I just said, hey, think Supernatural mixed with... Um, what the fuck did I say? I got it in text right here. Uh, it's Supernatural mixed with uh deadly class and stranger things you know and that that's like 
the elevator pitch I told her. I'm like, you're, you're going to fucking love this. So, <laughs> she's not a digital reader. I sent her the link to like get it or get the free issues on Comixology. But she's like, she's not going to read it till I hand her a physical copy. So, but I'm like, you, you got to read. At least just read a few issues digitally. And then, you know, when we get to Comic-Con this fall, or we're already in fall, uh, in November, <laughs> buy the fucking trade paper guy back straight from the dudes that made it if they're there but um yeah it's it's like it's probably my favorite comic i've read this year (laughs) easily um part of it is just the art and uh this is like right up my alley the art just flows with the storytelling everything just fits and uh that's as much as i can really say about it because it's just there's nothing to really critique on my end but uh, Oz, man, what did you think of the art so far? I I liked it. it normally, because it's it's not like uh, highly detailed, uh, really complicated art. It, it's it's simplistic. It but it's if it looks kind of dirty, like there's you know like like paint splatters and but you know not necessarily blood splatters. It's just the way the way it's done, and it's like really rough looking in some places. But because what the story is, it fits. So yeah, it's great. It, it sets the mood to the story that they're telling. You know, I, I I'm a art snob, but you don't have to have high, detailed, photorealistic, amazing artists to tell a story. You just need to set the mood, and that's what this does, and does it well. You know, yeah. It, now. I, I guess I, I guess I have a question for you guys uh, because I definitely want to go back and read read the rest. Uh, how do you guys feel knowing that this is coming to Netflix? Oh, it's already coming to Netflix. That was gonna be my like, I was gonna comment on on the TV adaptation hypothetical when I gave the the five star review, but I like it's so good that I can't wait till somebody shits on it for TV. <laughs> the story came out like uh, in July that they're gonna develop this for Netflix. Okay, so Good. it's probably they're probably writing it and kind of putting yeah. on stuff together. And we probably won't see it till like the end of twenty two, maybe early twenty three, depending on how many how many effects they want to do. Which you know, have a giant spiritual squid monster. I, yeah. I think that would take some time. Although it's not it's not a very complex looking squid monster. So hey, you never know. But here's the thing: this is where like. The simplicity of what it is leads it to be a well, a well, it could be a really good adaptation about this watching it in motion, but it leaves too much to interpret from whoever the fuck decides this is, this is going to get me my award, you know, and that's what would fuck up the TV adaptation. So it leaves enough for that person to fuck it up, um, partly because each issue reads fast, it's short, and it's like okay what's the pacing like you know we're at issue 20 you know uh uh, you can get to issue 20 on a tv show on in four episodes you know um and if you want to get creative and add your own thing like there's there's not enough comics to make a 12 episode season (laughs) out (laughs) so they're gonna fuck it up you know now you know it was hypothetical when I was gonna do my thing later in the segment, 
oh, I can't wait till somebody fucks it up. Like, ah, now I'm mad that they're actually going to fuck it up. Well, the good news is, I guess, I, I've never seen it. I've never seen this, but the people making it for Netflix are the people that made The Haunting of Hill House, which apparently is popular. Oh, they're great. That, the, those shows, those those are great. But, well, the, the first one is, is really good. Um, the second one is, is good, but it, it's not as uh, as good. But, um, Jay, man, what, I, I have two questions for you. What mm-hmm. do you think of the art first? The art, I like it. Yeah. Like, it, it's cool. Like, yeah, like, it. Definitely great with the tone. Um, it fits. Like I enjoy the art. Cool. Um, what about the this news that we're getting that it uh it's coming to Netflix? I mean, I I'm not a fan of Netflix doing stuff. Like I'm not anti them doing stuff. Yeah. But I'm not a fan of them doing stuff either. Like sometimes they do stuff and it's great. Sometimes they do stuff and it's not so great. It's like uh like Death Note was terrible. Yeah. Um Cowboy Bebop looks like it's gonna be good, but there's no Edward. Yeah. Um so it's yeah with them it's hard to to predict if it's going to be good or bad like my natural assumption is to assume bad but every once in a while they do do good stuff um sir john in chat says hey the ff's up big dr doom fan what's up and netflix can't do an adaptation to save its life yeah um well, here's the thing. I hear, and I cannot confirm this because I have not watched it or the source material, but Hilda is supposed to be amazing and like a great adaptation of the comic uh, or comic strips that that is uh, based off of. It's supposed to be amazing. Um, and I feel like there's like two more things that I can't recall at the moment isn't squid that actually game? turned out really good isn't say squid again isn't squid game on netflix yeah but that's not an adaptation that's like original well original yeah netflix original <laughs> well no not like that but you know there's a lot of uh stuff going around about like how it is kind of just a lot like Shiki, uh, 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 a manga anime yeah. that's almost shot for shot the exact same thing. Is that the one where their heads turn confetti? No. Okay. That's, that's the one where they, they're basically playing kids' games and betting on their outcome. And But when they die, like, what happens? It's not blood, right? Or. I don't. I don't think they die. I think he, they just making bets. Is what it sounded like. I believe that is the case. It's like a G-rated Squid Game. Um. 
Yeah. Sir, no. John, Sir John says Netflix is good for reboots and sequels. They're good taking an IP and making an original, adapting a story. No. Uh, Daredevil was good because it was original. If they tried to do a specific comic, they would have flopped hard. Castlevania was, that's what Netflix needs to do. Sir John, you're a little uh, yes and no with Daredevil. Daredevil was good because it was a certain group of people making it. And that's part of the problem. Netflix calls it a Netflix original just because they put it out. They pay to put it out. They buy the rights to put it out. But the people making it are, you know, are the ones that really fucks it up. Because when you, when you think about Daredevil as an adaptation, it's not that great. <laughs> you know, if you're going to compare it to a comic, right? Uh, Punisher, Punisher is good, but we can look at Defenders, like, uh, or even Alias. Like, you try to compare Alias to a comic, like, it's technically original by Sir John's standards, but it's not a good adaptation. Yeah, is that a good adaptation of that Purple Man story? You Netflix know? has a has a habit of putting Netflix original branding on right anything that shows up on their channel. Right, and that Titans internationally was branded Netflix original. Exactly, and that that's kind of like my point. Where it's like just because it says Netflix original doesn't mean they're Netflix really has nothing to do with it. They hire a production company to do it, and they hire writers to do it. So it's really who's doing it when you talk about a uh a uh haunting of hill house team doing uh something is killing the children adaptation like on paper i'm in if i'm i'm putting money into it i'm in like that shit i might not even enjoy it but that shit's gonna be good yeah uh, castlevania was awesome though right and again that's that's the what uh, adi adi shankar ari shankar like, that's that's his doing, not Netflix's doing. You know what I mean? Well, no, Warren was Warren Ellis wrote it, right? But Adi, the 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 Shanker dude, I forget his first name, but he's the one that put that team together, the animators, the writer, like to do that. Like, it, it Netflix had no say in who's doing it. They just hire. They the only say they do they, they had was having. Uh, Ari Shanker do it, you know what I mean? And that that's that's how Netflix works. So you can't even like really say like eh, they're not good at adaptations. No, they're they're good at buying the rights, and then the people that they hire aren't good at doing it. But at that point, they have the rights; they have to put it out. Um, Sir John asks, "How come we don't see any comedy comics being adapted?" That's how the medium started. Uh, I. Um, I I can say a lot of them, or at least a few of the ones I've seen, they do get adapted, but then they get changed so that they're not funny anymore. Like Riverdale uh, is an adaptation of the Archie comics, which are really funny. Well, really, really funny. (laughs) Oh, they're funny to you and me. (laughs) We've had this conversation on Fantastic Forum before. (laughs) Right. But then when they adapted it, they made it all super edgy and Yeah. Speaking I mean, of, if I could like 
Is anyone reading Big Ethel Energy? No. Which is like a spinoff of Riverdale. Yeah. A, a comic yeah. about focusing on Big Ethel. Yeah, no, I, I'm not reading that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't do anything to Big Ethel. Not read it, not look at it, not take it out on a date. Like, <laughs> but like, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of interested. I don't know. Something about the title. As far as uh, comedy comics getting adap adapted, like they're not comedy being written in a comic form doesn't translate to comedy being written on a TV or a film medium. Now, it's not saying that the situations that lead to comedic effect aren't valid and wouldn't be funny. It's just the flow is different. So you can't, you know, you, you if you do a sitcom, like it's easier to get something that isn't supposed to be a comedy and making it funny than it is something that's supposed to be funny as a comic and making it funny on TV. You know, like you can get, you can turn us like, you can even adapt a TV show. Like if somebody really wanted to, they could adapt the Sopranos into a half hour sitcom. Like you could do that just by editing and adding laugh track, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> it, it's easy because it, it it's, it, that's an easy thing to do. Comedy in on paper in comics doesn't work the same way comedy works on the screen, and it does it's not the same way the comedy works on the stage. Like if you go to see either a stand up or even a, a funny play, you know, a funny play would be closer to a TV show, but when it comes to movies, it's, not, it, it's harder to do. Like it it's more <laughs> it's more effort than it's worth, really. Uh, a lot of like even. The genre of comedy comics isn't um, isn't that prominent in comics today as it was, you know, in the '40s. You know, in the '40s, it was just a medium that everybody uh, used. You know, now it's just a medium that you know, what twenty percent of the population use. <laughs> yeah, so that that's why you don't get comedy adaptation. The end. You know, when he said comedy ad adaptations, I was thinking, you know, is he talking about funnies? I mean, that's how comics started, right? The funnies? There's right. a movie that just came out. Mm -hmm. Wait, what movie? Marmaduke? Is that his name? The Big Red Dog? Yeah. Yeah, well, no. Clifford. No. Clifford. Marmaduke Clifford. is a Big Red Dog, but Clifford is the Big Red Dog. Yeah, okay. and the movie that just came out, I think, was a Clifford movie. Right? Yeah, it's it's whichever one. Like the dog is like, uh, like thirty feet tall or whatever. Yeah. Also, Adam's Family was a comic started out as a comic, right? Strip. And that, and again, that went to a sitcom. But the comic strip, I mean, did you ever read any of the? Uh... Yeah. No, like, way before my time. Those were like New Yorker comics, so they're literally like just the punchline, and you have to figure out what the setup is. Like, you have to think of what the setup is to be funny. If you just read the punchline, like, it's not funny. Now, granted, to make that successful takes skill in a New Yorker magazine, but um, the show wasn't like <laughs> the strip, like that, that sitcom. That wasn't like the comics, and uh, you know, I read the comics. You know, I, I bought the little, <laughs> the 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 original comics back when I was a kid, and it was literally like, um, 
you remember the old Kevin and Hobbs books where they just put the yeah it was like that but each page it was like a square and each page was just that little section of the New Yorker with no setup it was just all punchline and as a kid I'm like yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> I, I got older like I went back and read them digitally and then then it's funny but it, it the show is nothing like the comic strips like technically the show is a bad uh adaptation of the comic all right so let's i think we should jump into the ratings for um for something is killing the children jay man what do you give this um i think i would give it a five like there's nothing wrong with it uh to my recollection like I enjoyed the story, the characters, except for that one asshole. Um, the art, and the situation. Uh, at least during this first arc, like I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I'm looking forward to finishing it. Cool. Oz, what do you give it, man? Uh, four and a half. I have to wait till they they come up with the Netflix version so I can see what the bad parts were that they had to take out and change to make better but uh <laughs> no it, it, it's good look any book where i jump in at the current where wherever it's at and makes me want to go back and start over it's obviously a good story it's decent art it's it, it's good it's worth picking up for me it's an easy this is probably the easiest five out of five i've ever given on Fantastic Four, like this is it. Like I, I, I'm not even a Tinian fan, like or Tinian fan, like that. I just found out that his, his name is Tinian because uh, I subscribed to Scott Snyder on um, Substack, and he mentioned his name in one of the audio newsletters he does. I'm like Tinian, that's what it is. All right, and uh, yeah, like I, I've liked his uh, creator-owned books a lot. And this one's no exception, but this one I, I really, really enjoyed. I couldn't put it down. I, I read 20 issues, and you should too. It's five out of five. Um, Sir John in chat says, Japan is adapting a lot of comedy manga. I saw Prison School, and it was good. Um, or Monogatari as well. Um. I didn't watch Prison School, but Monogatari is pretty good. So that's more action comedy. Oh. But for like straight comedy, you would, would go to like Chio School Road or. Nah, that's weird. That's the only one on the top of my head. You got to also look how Japan does things. They're, the way their society, their culture reads manga is not how. Americans read manga, so I uh, read comics rather. But it, it so in in Japan, there's a a manga of any genre because it's just a medium to express your art form and your story that people are gonna read. Like it's a viable medium. Where here, it's like, you know, we're on the second week of Penguin like giving you shitty Marvel comics. <laughs> you know, all up. You know, it happened two weeks in a row, and nobody gives a shit because nobody's buying comics like they're buying manga in Japan. You know, Disney. You think Disney 
would allow that shit to happen if people were actually if they were making their money off their comics. Sorry, I spit a little because I got real fucking upset. <laughs> I got drool all over my goatee and shit because it's really like it. it, it, it it's a Disney product, man. What the fuck. But you know that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I don't want to delay that the conversation till the next topic. But yeah, um, Japan can adapt all it wants because it has a, 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 a wellspring of creative ideas in their uh, their comic book or manga stuff. Here we have them, and half the time you're not even reading them. That's how we talk about them here on Fantastic Four. Um. Um, Real quick, uh, that reminds me, there was a short time back in, I think, the mid-90s when a lot of comic strips, comedy ones, were getting animated adaptations, but I know a lot of them ended up, like, really feeling different from... Uh, from the source material, like uh, Baby Blues. Uh, uh, right, Dilbert. Yeah. Which Dilbert was pretty good. Baby Blues just felt like a barely related sitcom. Yeah. Um, Garfield was good. I love me some Garfield. At least Garfield was great. Oh, the cartoon was great. The movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. We're talking about the cartoon in the 90s. Yeah, that was like in the 80s. Like, yeah, yeah. I love the movie, but that's not yeah. like. Yeah. That's not it. Yeah. yeah. And look, I love everybody in that first Garfield movie. Like, I watch it on mute because I just love everybody. <laughs> which does nothing for Bill Murray, but. <laughs> but yeah, no. That was, and then what was the other one? They did. Um, Smurf. The Oblongs, the Oblongs was a strip, right? That I do not. I'm not a hundred percent sure. No, no, I don't think it was. That was a comic, and then it became a cartoon. I menace. I don't think so. I think it just went straight to being a cartoon. Really, Heathcliff. Yeah, no, Heathcliff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those are like '80s. Yeah. Um, yeah, but those are great. Like Heathcliff. Was great. Yeah, Sir Sir John says uh, Garfield was boss. The comics were better than I thought, dude. I I don't know if they still do this, but back in the day, in the before times, when I was in elementary school, um, <laughs> we would get this like. Um, I wish like, you could do a Clint Eastwood impression. That would be awesome. <laughs> I can't on, squint, man. Squint my eyes. Deep enough to. You know, uh, I mean, just pretend you smelled shit. <laughs> if I try to do a Clint Eastwood, I, I end up doing French Stewart. It's, it's weird. Uh, we used to get these, these order catalogs. They, they, they were like flimsy, like newspaper style. And uh, we could order books in elementary school. And they had like uh, a Garfield books. And I didn't even know Garfield was a was a newspaper funnies i just knew that there was a cartoon and then there was these books and it's like a it's like it's a long book and each page is just you know the three panel strips and then i guess some of them that went on for several issues were like you know two or three pages 
And dude, that was my first book collection. And I wasn't even buying comic books at this point. That's just my first books that I had a stack of because I loved it so much. Yeah, and that's how I was with Calvin and Hobbes too. Like that was the one I got, but they were bigger. Like where the, I remember the, the Garfield were like, what like three by seven. Yeah, and then, but then the, the Calvin and Hobbes were like big. Like, yeah, yeah, they were giant. Yeah, which was good because you know, like look, it's just strips. But but when you talk about them being serialized, like I, I remember reading in the newspaper the funnies. And they weren't serialized. Like, they didn't feel serialized. And I'm like, now I'm like, oh, man, there's a, a, a line through uh, the story here. <laughs> and Calvin and Hobbes are like, man, I miss shit. I miss out on shit not getting the newspaper. Yeah. I, I know Spider-Man was serialized. And, yeah. Uh, and and, and, and that's, that's the crazy thing. Like, we, we talk mess about, man, I got to wait a month for the next yeah. issue. Dudes used to get like three panels and you got to wait a week for the next three. Yeah. And now it wasn't just Spider-Man. That's just off the top of my head. But I know there's a, there's a few others. Yeah. Well, Spider-Man yeah. was Spider-Man was a daily. Yeah, it was a daily. Yeah. But, um, but you would get three panels a day. Right. And it was it, it felt weird because that's not actually enough to consume Spider-Man. It was just reprints of the issue. Like, so if you didn't read comics and you read the newspaper, you would read an issue, but it would take you roughly, I mean, you know, you got a, what is it, like a 24-page comic, nine panels per page on average. Shit. I'm already lost. Where's my calculator sound effect? But, you know, you would get one a day. It it would take you probably about 40 days to read a, a comic, you know? And, uh, I mean, well, 27 days to read a full comic. Yeah, that's what I just did the math quick in my head. I, yeah, but it, yeah, it, it had no kind of flow, no kind of like punchline. <laughs> you know, I mean, you don't know where the comic started, you don't know where the yeah. page or you know, started. Like, where's this panel go in relation? Like, you know, how far back, how many days back do I need to go to find yeah. out? Who this person is, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, Sir John asks. I heard TMNT started very dark, Daredevil style. When did they become funny? With the cartoon. Yeah, the cartoon to sell toys. Uh, they they became funny for that because at the time that's what cartoons were. Um, because that was like right around when we were getting away from action cartoons right and we, we the mainly funny was the focus and so yeah they went funny for that for the cartoon and but yeah i love like if you go back and read the first like the graphic novels uh, for teenage mutant ninja turtles like those are so amazing um yeah yeah, they didn't eat pizza in the comics. Till they didn't eat pizza till the cartoon. I believe they are. Yeah, because they they Domino's and Pizza Hut said, "Hey, we got to buy commercials. You gotta not only do we want commercials, we want these kids to want pizza." So, 
They're like with the Ninja Turtles eating pizza, the commercials became more valuable because they're already like watching them eat pizza. Yeah, so it's which brand are you gonna associate yeah. with the Ninja Turtles? Exactly. Yeah, it's mind fuck. But yeah. So shall we move on? Yeah, let's do the uh, I'll do the scary movie review. That's the one that fits right now. Oh, that's the long one. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a work in progress. Here, I got one. Wait. I, just realized, <laughs> I don't actually know what this is. It just says scary. It's probably the, re- the comic review team. Uh, that worked. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> All right, that's it. <laughs> All right. Creep Show. Creep Show is a uh I don't even know what to call it cuz it's not like a reboot of like the movies. Uh it's almost a continuation. It, it's they got the rights to it and they do an anthology uh horror movie theory uh series on uh Shudder. And um they were so kind to give us uh, access to watch it and review it, so you're going to get that today. Uh, we're doing season three, right? Oz, you saw season three? Uh, n- no. <laughs> no, you didn't get the... the, the season three code. had one episode when, when I looked at it. Yeah. So I looked at the episode right before, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, well, you probably seeing it if I describe it. It's the one where the dude puts himself in a horror movie. Uh-huh. So it's the last episode in season two that you yeah. saw. Okay. Yeah. But you didn't watch the season three episode at all? No. No? Well, look, why don't you tell us what you thought about that? Uh, it, uh Hey, put the camera on. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really want the camera on me. I just... okay. Uh, no, I, I, I liked it. Look, I've always liked uh, Tales from the Crypt, uh, Outer Limits, you know, all that all that kind of anthology stuff, and it, especially when it's done well. And the, the episode that I saw, I forget the name of it, but like I said, it's about a guy that builds a virtual reality machine that actually puts him in the movie where he's interacting with, with, uh, with the characters in it. And they actually used an old movie with, you know, Cushing's in it, and uh, what's homeboy's name? Saruman. Oh yeah, uh, uh, it's Peter yes, yeah. Cushing and Christopher Lee. Yeah, and Christopher Lee. It's one of the Dracula movies, right? Yeah, and so he's here like, holy crap! You're Christopher Lee, blah blah blah. And uh, he's a dude. He's married, and that that was like a, a big movie for him when he was a kid, and he had a huge crush on the female lead. So obviously. Like that's why he he wants to go back and bang that chick, and um, it wasn't scary at all. It's the thing; <laughs> it, it was just entertaining, and and I liked it. I enjoyed it. I'm not complaining about it, but you know, I I went into this thinking, okay, this is gonna be horror stories, and it wasn't. At least not this one. It, it it's not scary at all. It's um uh, a little bit weird. Definitely, what he was doing was creepy. 
but it was more about his relationship with his wife while this is going on that was kind of interesting in how this technology that he developed affected his marriage uh like real quick uh real quick sorry uh sir john is in peace i'm out to work at six o'clock in greece much love uh thank you sir john for tuning in we appreciate you stopping by yeah thank you and thank you for your input we really it really added to our conversation (laughs) even things we didn't plan on talking about but thank you we'll see you next time okay so yeah uh, it was just entertaining uh you guys have seen more episodes of this series than i have so maybe there's some scary ones in there but they don't all have to be scary it tells from the crypt was the same thing not they were just fun stories that had some horror aspect to it uh it just but it it was always like a weird something like a weird twist to it's irony yeah, yeah, again, like Outer Limits, like uh, I, I, this is yeah. I, I keep saying this because I keep forgetting the name of the like the one that I feel started it all, the one with Twilight, Zone. Twilight Zone. Yeah, Dang, I don't know why that name, like the, I thought of everything else but that. But yeah, that <laughs> that I, I like those kind of anthology anthology shows, and that's what this felt like. Now, it the. Creep show implies that it should be more horror themed stuff, and yeah, there was technically a horror movie in the one I saw, but you guys have seen more of it, so you could probably talk better on that. Uh, yeah, Joe, man, what have you seen? Yeah, since now we're we're going into different seasons, <laughs> I, I've watched um all of season one, some of season two, and the first episode of season three. So uh, I kind of have a good sense of it, but Joe, so far, what what's your sense of it? Um, well, I, I watched season one and the first two episodes of season three, and yeah, it, it's just a fun show. Um, uh, you know, horror theme, but not scary. Uh, murder mayhem, for the most part, bad guys getting their due. A uh, couple times, innocent people get their due to, you know. Yeah, it's classic horror stuff. Potter. Um, but yeah, like mostly, it's just fun, entertaining stories. Um, so far, my favorite story is a season one story called "The House of the Head," and in it, this little girl has a dollhouse, and. Uh, one day she finds a head in it and it's terrifying the doll family that's lit that's in the house and so she keeps buying like dolls to try and help them fight the head and it's not scary at all but it's just really fun like seeing her trying to help this doll family out um yeah, it's just a fun episode. Man, I watched the wrong House of Head. <laughs> I mean, I watched it, but hey, not one woman in that thing. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> now, in uh, 
in watching it, it definitely feels more like a Twilight Zone than something scary. But I mean, you know, in our age, living through different eras of horror uh, evolution and genre, you know, there's there's things that are meant to scare you, and then there's things that just kind of creep you out for a little bit, and then there's kind of things that just appeal to your um, desire for creepy shit. And I think this that's where creep show feel that like falls into that it, it really has it has the twilight zone aspect the irony you know and it, it's it's kind of where like some of the comics that we read that are like horror comics aren't really that much that they're kind of make you laugh a little bit you know uh when you read creepy or tales from the crypt you know they're they're almost funny in a sense and i think that's where this series series shines where they can give you a little bit of all that like it actually makes you feel like you're reading one of those old uh ec comics you know and that's where the movie was because it's like you know we have the in in the original movie they had that scene with the one where stephen king was in it and uh, he was the farmer and and the the meteor hit and it got all crazy and that was actually kind of funny you know and it was an adaptation of the color out of space from hp lovecraft and they actually made a movie. It's on Shudder. Uh, you should check it out. With uh, We reviewed it here, too, but I don't think we did a video version of that um, with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's on Shudder. But, yeah, so they, they do a little bit of everything. And I really do like that it feels like you're reading one of these comics. And they the transitions are all comic theme, horror comic theme. Um, the only thing I wish is the narration. Like the it, the bumper narration that Tales from the Crypt had, I wish this had. And I know with Creepshow, that's not a thing. But they actually have something for you to read. But I'm a dummy. I, I don't read that fast. So I need somebody to talk over that. If it's not the dude with the skeleton face, like, had to be somebody else. <laughs> like, or, or at least, like, stop it for, like, a minute <laughs> but i know that's not going to happen but that's what i need that's what like my reading comprehension and reading ability needs <laughs> right in season three joe man what you there was two stories we had the one with the queen bee and that one was a, a weird one and then we had the one called mums <laughs> which right, other right. did you like better um huh. Like I don't know which one I like better. Like I like Mums because the kid killed everyone. Yeah. Which I'm a fan of. Yeah. Um but I feel like the Killer Queen one made me think. Like I it made me think more. Yeah. Because it's hard for me to imagine millennials caring whether they accidentally killed someone or not. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like, but they, like, that feels a little unrealistic. And then it got me thinking how, like, every, it feels like every generation is more, like, uh, has a harder time empathizing yeah. than the next. And so, you know, whenever I get to think, random shit like that it's it's never fun but it's always entertaining yeah 
So they're both okay. Like, um, I'm kind of, like, I feel like the one with the uh, the familiar, uh-huh. like that might be my second favorite of seasons three so far. Okay, I haven't um, got it, but okay, yeah, the punchline is great. Like, yeah, what? wow, like, give me the setup. So, this guy and his girlfriend, they're like going to uh, they're drunk, hanging out. They end up going to this fortune teller, palm reader's tent, and the man, the fortune teller, gives the guy a note saying something bad followed you in and see once he has the note he starts seeing this demon everywhere like following him and his girlfriend is like no you're crazy and he goes back to the guy and finds out it's a familiar and he needs to like trap it and drown it or else it's going to follow him forever and so yeah basically it's him dealing with that familiar trying to get it off his him trying to get it off his back. Okay. There's a joke to that? No, but it, it's yeah. not... <laughs> like, like, I don't want to spoil it for much. Like, yeah, you can spoil it. I, I'm good. Larry's not here, and he can't stop us. Mia's okay. No. So, basically, uh, you know, the girl doesn't believe him, because why would she? Like, like it's crazy. He's talking crazy talk. So, uh, the fortune teller tells the dude how to set a trap for it, and he does that. Uh, he sets a trap, and he gets it, and he drowns it, but it turns out uh, he accidentally drowned his girlfriend instead. And so, the familiar, like, brings the drowned corpse, like, back to the apartment, and she like walks over to him, to the guy, and says like, "I believe you now," <laughs> which is hilarious because, of course, she does. <laughs> like, she's dead. <laughs> I still want to see it. <laughs> yeah, that that's a lot of that's that's why it's okay to spoil these because the execution, you know, especially watching from season one and you know, jump into three and then watching two, like the budget in this went up from season one to two and it went up from one to three. So the special effects get better and better, but some of them, they just keep practical and corny because that's just part of the feel. And Mm -hmm. and it's it's cool to see them like have it, like leave it there (laughs) that way instead of just giving you something that's totally CGI it just adds some, like when we talk about that Queen Bee episode, like having her just be on the wall, giant like prosthetic wasp, yeah, woman. I, like, I gotta admit, I kept staring at it because yeah. you would expect it to be CGI, yeah, but it's not. And it's like I'm looking at it, it's like, wow, that looks really yeah. good. Like yeah. I'm so glad they went practical, yeah. And not only did they go practical, but they actually made it look really good. Really good. Like usually when they go practical and they don't look good, they do like the, it's shaky cam or it, it it looks at it a glimpse and you look away. Like it gives you the the victim's perspective where they can't like bear looking at it. But right. here they just 
they just give you a good wide angle steady shot of it screaming and wailing as it's giving birth and it's like dude i'm i'm scared for these kids except for the fact that the actual like it was very much a millennial uh segment where it's like yeah like the way they kill the the everything is just like dumb <laughs> you know? like when they kill um the one dude with the with the defibrillator yeah like oh, right yeah but it's not as bad as other things i've seen like that like i watch a a, a movie called seance and it was like dumb like somebody got like their throat slit with a fluorescent a broken fluorescent bulb <laughs> mm-hmm. i was like that wouldn't work <laughs> yeah that would be that hard yeah not that i've done that but uh, you know, it just—I've installed a light before. <laughs> right, those things are not yeah. like sturdy. Yeah, yeah. So th- she stabbed the dude or the chick like, that's my revenge. And then she's like, don't kill me. And then she's like, fuck you. And then it goes like that. realistic. It's even creepier because as you're. As you're as you're going through the through the throat, it's like shattering. So you have to like push further and further into you just have like a little nub at the end. Yeah. So you, can get, you can do it. And yeah. it's just gonna be messed up. And that would make a better shot, I think. <laughs> like I think if you're gonna kill somebody with fluorescent light bulb, like you're gonna do the long game. Like you gotta grind it up, feed it to them and say, Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be 60, but I'm in Laugh at your face. <laughs> <laughs> I want this face should be the uh, the thumbnail for this. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Windows print screen. Where's my print screen button? I think he's frozen. Yeah, he's frozen. <laughs> it's a it's a perfect way to freeze because <laughs> what we were discussing when he jumped in. <laughs> he's frozen because he, he's a uh, Mercury's in retrograde. <laughs> I was so happy to see Larry, and now he's gone. Now we have that face. <laughs> yeah. And I was mad. I got the screenshot of it. Too. <laughs> I was on full screen and everything since high res. Um but yeah, it, it like as dumb as it was, well, look, I'll give them a plug too, since they were so kind to give us a password for all of us to use uh for shutter. Um Seance was the movie with the fluorescent light bulb, and it, and it wasn't entirely terrible. They tried to do a lot of things at once, and uh, but I, it was still look logistically, it was still a well shot movie, well, well lit movie. And uh, I, I think they tried to make three movies into one, but uh, as far as creep show goes so far, uh, Oz man, what, what do you give it? Oh, easily a four, yeah, it's um, enjoyable to you. Yeah, the yeah, I only watched one episode, but it was a good episode, and I'm happy that that's the one I randomly chose. The other thing that bugged me is the uh, before you get to the actual episode and after where you know the crypt keeper would talk to you or, or whatever, yeah, it was like like a, a bad video game, like a bad first person zombie video game scene. Okay. It, it was just I mean, you know what I'm talking about because you've seen it. Yeah, yeah. It just, well, they do different ones for different uh, episodes. Yeah. 
yeah well that's why i say specifically the one that i saw and it was just weird and i thought that the the show was going to be based around zombies because that's what the scene was before and after still but and no that movie is about a monster you know and there's not a single zombie in the whole episode so I'm watching the whole episode wondering, like, okay, is this device going to fry his brain and he's going to be the zombie? And then I was like, well, is, is, wait, is the movie that he's in, is that a zombie movie? And he's going to get infected and somehow bring the, the virus into the real world? And no, it's just a domestic dispute, really, <laughs> when you get down to it. So, but four is still, like, dude, watch this. Watch this uh, TV show. It's on AMC. And... Uh, it's on AMC. Yeah, because that's oh. where I watched the, the episode that I did was AMC online. Oh went to their site and you can watch season I season two for sure. I, I don't know if you can watch season one and yeah. I don't know the status of season three, but season two, the whole thing is there. AMC owns Shutter. Yeah. And they're part of their like uh like if you order like the AMC plus package, you get Shutter. Okay. Right, so it might be something like where season three you have to watch on Shutter, but the old stuff you can watch on their on their website. Maybe I don't know. I was I didn't try. I hate that because you know I pay for Shutter for the year. <laughs> I'm like I don't want my shit anywhere else. You know I started watching. <laughs> the, I, the, 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 there's a thing called the Discovery of Witches that's more like this kind of fantasy vampire Twilighty thing. And it's it's well done. It's got good actors, and uh, but it, it's this thing where it's called the Creator Series, and they actually like um, it, they interject the creator talking about how they created this, and it's like it's fine, but it takes me out of the moment, and I realize that it's part of the Sundance Channel, and that's when they have commercials. <laughs> yeah. So it, it ruins my experience watching it on Shudder. But regardless of that, I, I would give uh, Creepshow 5 out of 5. I enjoy watching every, you know, some are better than others, but I, I like the series as a whole. So, uh, Jay, what was your experience watching this? Well, what do you give this on a radio? I, I would give it a 4 out of 5. Um, overall, I, I really, really do enjoy it. Um but like you said, some episodes are definitely not as great as others. But I think overall the experience is really good. Um, I think you do have a point with the uh, the creep not narrating, mm -hmm. even though yeah he never did that in the movies. Right. But still, I don't know. Like, why make him such a big? Why make him so prominent yeah. if you're not going to have him do anything? Although that one episode where he's like at the end taking a selfie with the skeletons was pretty boss. <laughs> yeah. No, those segments are good, period. Whether they're animated or they're the puppet, like they're good. I, I, I like them, but it's just the narr there's a narration part of what he would be saying. And if they didn't show me that narration part and I, you know, I wasn't so stupid at reading, then like 
I'd be fine, <laughs> but I have the I have enough intelligence to know that I'm stupid at reading that I couldn't read that caption, and he should be saying that thing, and uh, nobody says it, and I feel like I'm missing something. Yeah. Right. Speaking of being smart enough to not say anything when you should be saying something, Mary <laughs> Young. Mary. Hello, hello. We're gonna have to start the show over because you're here. We got through everything all quick. And a tight 128. Really? Yeah. Damn. Am I what makes us late? It's me. <laughs> I mean, we still have a at a two. Let's see, uh, at a tight two, and we're at 128. That puts us at like we got like 75 minutes left. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarity. Hilarity. Yeah. I I rate Creep Show two out of five because because it scares me. <laughs> really? What did you see? That's how I know he didn't watch it. Yeah. No, 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 dude. No, he I watched it. I watched what Joe told me to watch, and then I started watching. Uh, I Wait, watched. Did that scare you? It it's creepy as hell. I didn't even know I was afraid of dollhouses. I didn't know that. <laughs> I was like, "What is this weird shit?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god." Why is Joe doing this? I didn't know. Like, you know I don't like weird, creepy kids. And even though Home Chick is like the thing that's supposed, like it's happening to her, she was still creepy too because she's like way too into those little doll people. You know what I'm saying? Like she treats them all like they're real. And she's like, I'm trying to help them. And it's like, my chick, like take, just take them, take them out the house. Out the house. What are you doing? What are you doing? You don't want to help these people. You just want to pretend like you want to help these people. Whatever. I don't, I don't know. It, 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 the whole thing tripped me out. I'm just like, I don't know how I'm asleep tonight. <laughs> I really don't. So two out of five for me because it's messing up my life. <laughs> you should have seen the one I watched. Nah, I don't need to see any more of them. I'm like, dude, it's weird. It's like, here's the thing. The thing I don't like about it is that it, like, when you said Jay, when you say, oh, that scared you. It's like I understand why you say that. Like, because I was watching this thing too. Like, oh, this isn't gonna be that bad. But it's worse than like actual scariness. It's like it's weird, eerie. Like it feels like none of it should be scaring me, but it still does, and that's what bothers me more. You know, but, like, I feel like none of this should be. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's I, a I Joe Hill story it. too, by the way. That's a what? Joe Hill, the dude that did Lock and Key. Uh, oh, oh, that who? That's who did the Dollhouse one? Yeah, I hate it. He does like <laughs> he does. I think two or three a season. I know, I, like I watched the first episode, the all of it, because I didn't realize that Jay was telling me to just watch the. I didn't know it was like, yeah. like each one is like two. Mm-hmm. So I watched the first one, which was what was that called? I don't remember. The one with the with the beer. Gray matter. Gray matter. Yeah, I watched Gray matter first, and then I watched the. House, House of Head. Head. House of the Head. House of the Head, because House of the Head what is it something else that I watched. Yeah, I, I was waiting oh. to, Yeah, he gave that five out of five. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's close well. to eight, really. Wait, oh, yeah. 
Eight and three quarters. <laughs> and and that's the thing that kind of like like the first episode I watched with that gray matter was weird and eerie, but I think for all intents and purposes I was okay. But friggin' House of the Head or whatever. <laughs> I was just like, I hate all of this. Like, I don't like this little. Like, I don't feel like any of this should scare me, but all of it does. All you should watch it. Man in the Suitcase. No, I don't want to. I don't want to watch no, any more. Uh, Man in the Suitcase. <laughs> like, Man in the Suitcase. Joe, I mean, that's a good one. Like, yeah, that's a good one. That's just good. Period. Like, it's not even scary. It's not creepy. I mean, I guess it could be creepy, but it's not even like. Yeah, it, that's. I, if you're That's, fine with contortionists, you should be fine with that episode. Yeah. Here's the. Although there's a pain aspect, which I know Lawrence isn't into pain. It, no, nothing about the, the one that I watched. The title of it is Night of the Living Late Show. Where are my goddamn zombies? Not one freaking zombie in this episode. Lawrence would like. Well, it. the people watching the TV are the zombies. <laughs> it's it's got kind of philosophical, and it's it, it's Nicotero's directing it. Yeah, he he's, he's the he's the main dude in in all of this. Yeah, like, and that's that's like that that's kind of why the special because he's a special effects guy. Like that's where he started doing mm -hmm. these props, and you know that's why The Walking Dead looks so good and and shit like that. And this is what he does now. Like, and it's. Like the, I said, I like, think that episode is the uh, the Lawrence Young episode. It's got Justin Long in it. Yeah. It's, you know. Why is it the Lawrence Young episode? Because it's not scary. It's it's really more about the relationship between a man and his wife. And It's like a Twilight Zone. Oh, then, yeah. yeah. I get down with Twilight Zone. Like, like there's a there's a horror movie in it. But the the main character puts himself in an old horror movie, and he's like, "Hey, you're you're cushing," and like, well, well, like the movie's going on. So yeah, it's. I think that's what's, the what's cushing. The uh, the actor, Peter Cushing. Oh, I thought you were using a verb. I was like, "You're cushing." You're cushing. I was like, "Oh, dang!" Well, like, you might want to get that checked out if you're he cushing. Puts himself in an old movie, and Christopher Lee starts talking. He's just there like, oh man, this is oh. I'm so mad because I have a picture of Christopher Lee from the that movie, The Blood of Dracula. And uh I can't like grab it and look not look awkward. Dude, <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked at how much Peter Cushing has not changed. Like the only thing that's changed is the color of his hair. Right. He, he he's the same dude from A New Hope. In everything, yeah, like yeah. yeah, he's. I don't even know when that movie was made. I'm assuming it was the 70s. Yeah, that's the Hammer Horror, like that's 70s, and that's they might have done that because they got the rights to the Hammer uh, Horror Collection. Shutter did, so they probably got the rights to use that movie for Creepshow, being a Shutter exclusive. It's really well done how they how Justin Long is interacting with characters in this movie that was shot 30 years ago 40 years ago however whatever it's it, it's it's a great episode lawrence i think you should really watch this what's it called it's uh night of the living late show okay yeah i might check it out because yeah i mean 
Honestly, like what one I, I get, the reason why I'm giving it a two as opposed to a one is because I like how Creepshow leans into the comic book aesthetic, or at least ones I saw. Well, <laughs> but you're giving it a two because you're biased against horror, right? Like it's, it's not, not because of technically oh, yeah, it, bad. it does its, it no, oh no, not because it's bad at all. It's too good. That's why it gets a two. <laughs> it's too good. Too good at like this job. review. I'm just like, dude, like, stop this. Like, why? I'm like, I don't, I'll never look at dollhouses the same again. <laughs> I that was the thing. When you guys um, presented it as something to watch for, for this week's show, I thought, oh, okay, they're, so they're messing with Lawrence because it's horror. And then I watched the episode, and I'm like, that wasn't horror at all. The episode I saw was horror. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what other episode did you watch, though? Uh, I watched the beginning of the first episode three. Okay, so you so didn't the finish first the part, first segment. I finished. I finished. Oh, wait, oh, oh, the first with the I'm kids sure and I the fin- mom and the plants. Yes, you finished that one. But no, I didn't finish it. Okay, no, no, I didn't finish because that's the first one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't finish it. I started watching it and then. Yeah, life. You got scared. No, no, I I didn't get scared. I ran I ran out of time. Yeah. (sighs) But yeah, it's too it's too much for me, man. I don't know how you all (laughs) do all this horror stuff all the time and like wanna watch it year round. Like Jesus. Yeah, I I mean look, I went to um we brought up Haunting of Hill House. I went to the Universal Studios uh Halloween Horror Nights. Mm-hmm. Two weeks ago, and <laughs> we went to. They had a a haunting of Hill House maze, and that shit was amazing. Now, like, when you say amazing, you mean like it was like it it was it scary? Yeah. Well, when I reviewed uh, Haunting of Hill House here uh, back in the day, part of what made it so creepy was like it's a haunted house. And there's ghosts in there that you don't know why they're there, but like they'll be frying up some eggs, and you just see them off to the side, and they're just looking like, like in the shadows, you know. And so it just creates that eeriness of the show. The show itself is is great, character study and all that is great, but there's a there's a horror element to it, and they don't even get to a lot of it. So the maze actually brings a lot of these ghosts that you didn't get to see enough of in the show and uh i was like man like i need a bigger maze because i want to see all their stories like so there's a ghost frying eggs in the background you're frying eggs and you think you're alone in the kitchen and the camera is watching you because you're like oh i love my family i'm making breakfast for my family and then when you open the pantry, there's like a head behind the paprika. <laughs> but you don't see it, but the, the audience sees it. Oh. Yeah. Like, and that happens in the maze? The, the, the maze has that ghost, of, like, let's say the paprika ghost. And you're like, oh, that's what the paprika ghost. That's why, like, that's how that ghost died. Like, that person died in the house, and that's why it's there. The paprika like, ghost. Yeah, like, shit like that. Like, there's, like, a, there's one, I think, they. Well, you know how Disney had the like haunted mansion? They always had the the with the shoebox ghost. That was a big thing that nobody really saw. 
until like 10 years ago, but they didn't see it for like 40 years. And that was like, it's one of those things like that. That show is full of those type of ghosts. Like you only see a certain amount of ghosts in that house featured. <laughs> and then there's a bunch of ghosts that you see and like you don't get enough of and they're in the maze. So and do I have to have... be a... Oh, go ahead. You know, go ahead. I was going to say, do I have to be afraid of paprika now? Not yet. Because I like paprika. Yeah. And I don't want to... I'm already yeah. off of dollhouses. <laughs> nah, you won't be afraid of paprika. Oh. I like sweet paprika. Yeah. <laughs> I like hot paprika. Yeah, I like smoked paprika, too. In, it, in, in Italy, it's called hot paprika. Right. Yeah. Smoked and and is called hot in Italy. No, oh, the sweet. comic you. The comic. Oh, Larry, we do a comic show, not a culinary arts show. Oh no, I thought we did a horror okay. show. We have a whole channel. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, Larry, look, we you know, I guess now this is would be where we'd be news, but the news is Larry's here. Now we can get what his thoughts are on. Something is killing the children. Oh, look! I'm really, I'm really sad that I missed that initial conversation. Yeah. Uh, but, but if you hit I, like, subscribe, and the bell, you can get it. There it is. Um. Something, something is killing the children. Is really interesting. How much of it did you read? Uh, six. Six or seven issues. Okay. Yeah, because I just wanted to kind of get like, I read I, whatever. What was the first? I think I read the first arc and maybe like part one of of a story. So I don't remember how many issues that is, but something like that. And you know, I just wanted to get a sense of it. And um, yeah, I'm glad that I did because I feel like you know, I I can't say that I know exactly what's happening, but I have a better sense of it having read like that many issues than I would have if I had only read like one or two. And uh it, it I like I, I find the, the main character really interesting and how she has like kind of turned the the boy victim into a bit of a sidekick is kinda cool. Um I, I like the art. It 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 fits the tone of the story well. Uh, and I find it really interesting the idea of like monsters that kids can see and adults can't. And so, yeah, I mean it's 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 cool. It's a cool book. It has a great aesthetic to it. It has an interesting vibe. Like I I don't like this is the kind of thing where I'm like, there's a part of me that kind of feels like. Not only is this potentially the kind of story that may not, well, I, I guess what I'll say is I'm not certain I could watch this in like a live action medium. <laughs> you know? On Netflix? Huh? On Netflix because they're adapting it, so you're not going to watch it. I, I don't know. I don't know if like I don't know if I can. Like I feel like it would I might not it might be hard for me to enjoy 
especially if it's like <laughs> i mean i guess it has to be them killing and mutilating a lot of kids right <laughs> well not on netflix no like it'll be like stranger things where like only the fat kids die that nobody like wants to date when they grow up <laughs> i mean but i'm just saying like you're not gonna have a show called something's killing the children and nothing kills the children right i, I, I put nothing past netflix yeah i don't think they would, <laughs> I, so, I think they would something is killing the adults I think no, something's killing the children, but I, I just I really just think they're just gonna do it all off camera. Well, like if they do it all off camera, that is it's like so, something is making the children go missing, right? Well, like I mean, if they find the body, then look, this child is dead and But do they dead. show them do they show the body or they don't show the body? I mean they could show them finding the body and have a tarp over it. It'll be just like a shoe. <laughs> like, like, oh, I mean, they got him, Larry. You remember Dark, right? Like the Dark, yeah. they killed children, and it was like hardcore that they killed children. But then you know, season two, three, like they abandoned that concept quick. Well, but I think they just well, it's, it's not it's a, yeah, yeah. It's not abandoned as much as like they just changed where the focus of the story's at, right? So right. yeah, yeah. But, I mean. Yeah. But I, who knows? Like you might be right. Like, but I, more than anything, like if if they did, like say, a very direct translation from the comic to the screen, I don't know if I could watch that show. But I can I can read the comic, and enjoy the story for what it is, and and I I like it. Like I would like to see a great like live action adaptation of that character or that character brought to life in live action. The uh, well, I can't remember what the young lady's name is. Is it Anne? Erica Slaughter. Erica, there you go, Erica Slaughter. You know, and so that would be cool to see. Um, but or or I like what I can say is I hope it it is a trend uh, uh, or I should say an adaptation that feels true to the source material. However, if it does feel true to the source material, I don't know if I can watch it and actually enjoy it because it might be too much for me. But but I can read about it in a comic and enjoy it and like like appreciate it for what it is all right what about what would you give it as oh uh, what is it did you give it a rating yet or no oh no 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 i would give it a four i liked it a lot okay now what do you think about bisexual john kent <laughs> i look i don't see a problem personally it's like uh, like I, did he have he, he did have a girlfriend before? Because mm-hmm. I'm just like I feel like he spent most of his time with with Damian Wayne, as far as I know. Yeah, and you know, and so I'm just I like, think, I think he had a he developed a crush on somebody when he was in the future. And oh, that's how, that's how you know he's bi and not just straight up gay. Oh, okay, I but think, yeah, it, it, it might have even been Saturn girl. It, it's so wild just because it trips me out because all these people that are like, oh, my God, they made Superman gay. And it's like, well, yeah, but Jonathan Kent Superman, not Clark Kent. Well, they like, made him bi. Or I'm sorry, bi. They made him bi. Like, and, and that's what I say. It's a new character. Dude's only been out a couple of years as an, as an adult, really. Yeah, that's what I'm years. saying. 
and and that's why, like you know, I messed around and somebody was asking me about Dean Kane comments, and I'm like, dude, the guy oh, doesn't know. What you Exactly. No. Uh, that sucked. <laughs> Dean Kane basically was just saying that, you know, he he feels like it's uh, like the writers are bandwagoning and how it's not. It would have been cutting edge if they had tried to do something like this twenty years ago and had him uh, uh, trying to fight for the rights of of homosexuals in Iran or something like that. But they not, they're not doing that, or they didn't do that. And it's like you know, I'm like this guy. He's he's talking about it like it's Clark Kent, and it's yeah, like, dude, twenty years ago, twenty years ago, Jonathan Kent, I'm not sure was even a character, let alone actually Superman. So it's like, what are you talking about? I think that's the the main problem is when you see the story, the headline is Superman is by. They don't realize it's Jonathan Kent. I don't even think half the people that talk about it even on either side understand that it's Jonathan Kent yeah. and not Clark Kent. Right. And right. that's what I was telling people at the shop and it's like well read fucking comics. Like there you first go. Of all, he's not even he's not there really hundred percent human. So we, him fucking anybody is a little strange. Yeah. He's like he's to me he's like Lando. Like the fuck doesn't care if he's pansexual. He's in fucking space. Like so, guess what? Technically, Kirk was pansexual too. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that, that just looked like a green woman, right? And that was actually the species. <laughs> like he, it turns out when he was actually fucking her and her legs were spread like that, he was actually just giving her CPR. <laughs> So, you know, so yeah, I know for me, it's like, dude, I, like, I, this is the kind of thing where, like, and uh, as you hit the nail on the head, you're like, it's a new character. It's like, if you're going to introduce more diversity and, 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 well, yeah, if you're going to introduce more diversity and, and have more inclusion in comics, this is the way to do it. Like, have new characters come in that are representative of, what the world is today or how the oh well i won't say how the world is today because i mean it's not like bisexual people didn't exist before now <laughs> they're not they're not new <laughs> it's, uh, it's something that i've said for years like it bugged mm -hmm. me when they made alan scott gay mm. uh, and people thought oh you must hate gay people no i just like alan scott you know if you're gonna if you're gonna <laughs> if you want to have a gay character that's fine just you know make make a new one and yeah. so yeah to have a character that's only a couple years old we've only really seen him attracted to one other person mm -hmm. he's a he's a teenager too it's, a, you yeah. know, it's not like he's he's a 40 year old man who right. all of a sudden he's a teenager this that's the that's the time when he's you know exploring and it's, and it's, i it fits. Oh, go ahead. no i and, Go ahead. Okay. No, no, I'm sorry. You go ahead. No, you uh, no, no, no. I, I, like I've been talking. Yeah, you go ahead. Look, I saw House of Head. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Is it really called House of Head? It's House of the Head, but the one that Oz saw was House of Head. Oh wow! No, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, like yeah. what he saw. Oh wow! Yeah, what he saw was House of Head. Don't don't type that into Google. I'm doing it. It's already done. No, no. If you uh, do, do use a VPN. <laughs> no, I was gonna say. I, I will say that, you know, I don't know that I necessarily have a problem with it, with 
that happening with older characters because I just think it has to be the right character though. Cause like, and I think, you know, I think you're right. Like Alan Scott doesn't necessarily feel like the right character for that kind of thing, even though, you know, I'll give them the whole thing where it's like, technically it's, I guess a different version of Alan Scott, but you know, you know how hey, DC does. It makes like it there. difficult to give me a story with their kids. That's true. That's true. But but what I was saying that's is difficult because it's like you know they, if the story is done right, like that's the horror of homophobia is the closeting aspect, and he yeah. has to have kids with a woman he can't really love fully, even though yeah. he loves as a person. He can't love being deep in that pussy. See, but that's the story <laughs> done right. The I had to do that, Larry. It was it was sounding too like. It was something too, too real. Like I, I, I had to do the. the uh, you're thinking of a story done right, the way they did the Alan Scott story. Like he was yeah. fully out, and there's no question. It's just, you know, he wasn't hiding nothing. He was out there. But, but like I feel like Iceman is a good example of like yeah. how you could do that story, and it it works okay, just because it's like when you, you know, and I, I remember at first when they were like, oh, they're gonna reveal that. You know, Iceman from the past is is gay, and it's like, but we have like Iceman's right here, and he's straight. But when you really kind of think about it, it's like Iceman's had like a lot of like failed and and like surface level kind of relationships with a lot of different women, and it's like they basically kind of played it like, nah, like you know what, this dude was just like he he couldn't bring himself to be that person in the time that he was in yeah. and so now and so now that you have this version of himself that sees this different world he feels free to do that and it's like when you look at his actual comic book history it's like man like maybe that's why none of those relationships were working because this guy was like trying to be something he wasn't and yeah. it's like that it kind of all fits and you it, know? it, it w makes uh, Spider-Man and his amazing friends work better, too. <laughs> That's kind of true. Yeah, it does. Like, he's a good yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Spider-Man, Spider like, we know Spider-Man likes redheads, but he's not going after Firestar, because, you know. And then, you know. what? She's a mutant? Because she's a dirty no, mutant? No, because he likes oh. Mary Jean. Oh. Right, like that's his his love. So, oh. and then Iceman, like he's staying away from her because she's fire in his eyes. But more importantly, it's more like now they can actually, they don't have to get that sexual tension, like, and they can actually stop the villains. <laughs> there are three's company. He's not up. thinking. He's not thinking with his dick. <laughs> right, uh, unless he's thinking about Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarity. So yeah, yeah. But uh, that, yeah, I tell Dean Kane read fucking comics. Like, in Dude. fact, Oz, you got to make me a PNG, a clear PNG of that sticker to read some fucking comics one, so I can just put it. Whenever somebody says something stupid about comics, like whether it's a Fox News <laughs> guy or a CNN, I just put that over their face. Read fucking comic. Yeah, I actually have that PNG. Yeah. That's how I got the sticker. Yeah, I'm gonna start uh, doing that shit. Unless you want it uncensored, because technically the one I made is censored. But it's the F is our logo, right? Yeah, and then but the U is the asterisk. Oh yeah, no, nah, uncensored for sure. Oh. And uh, take the <laughs> sum out. Make, Just read fucking comics. I have to go yeah, in and make a whole new one. So, okay. eh, look, 
you get paid good for uh, from us. <laughs> there it is. So, uh, do we have any news we want to do before we get our final thoughts? We had some uh, NYCC news. Um, mine, I just have one, and it's quick. We should get NYCC a good 15, 20 minutes because it's in yeah. the thumbnail. And we haven't talked about it at all. Yeah. I know you guys are itching to go, but we haven't even brought I, it up. Honestly, like I would rather talk about it in a greater detail. I just only care about one thing there. But if you guys have something <laughs> to talk about, I'm willing to go over 10 minutes. I, I didn't watch any of it, so... <laughs> I'll play the news theme and we'll get to it. And then if we end on time, we end on time. If we go a little over, I hope Joe doesn't have to dock it from our page. <laughs> we should have a like, uh, like her. Uh, well, not, not like that, but like. But yeah, the so big news out of NYCC for me is Saga is coming back January 2022. And uh, it, it's, I, I, well, that's just been like four years on hiatus. Oh, dude, so, it's been um, so long. Yeah, it, it gave Brian Kavon to make a shitty uh, uh, runaway show and a shitty Why the Last Man show. <laughs> and uh, now he's like, you know what? I know where my bread is buttered. Moses Brothers, my bread. <laughs> That's not even like the, the, anything that I heard of NYCCD. Like, my my big friend from New York Comic Con was the trailer to Star Trek Discovery, the new season, and how they screwed up the Ferengi. Yeah, I saw that, but I'm not as invested with the Ferengi. Yeah, I haven't got there yet. Now, now they they messed around and like. It didn't do like the ridges, right? Like they gave him like ears on the side of their head, like they made him like Ross Perot, yeah, right? And, 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 and <laughs> he was like really like wrinkly, and the the only Fergie that was like that wrinkly w was like a hundred years old. Well, maybe this one's a hundred years old too. And they try to say that they try to make it more like the original concept art for 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 the species, but no, no, it is because. Even in the original concept art, like the eyebrow becomes the ear, and yeah, they just give him like messed up ears. They're yeah. just like flopping around. It looks like a weird mouse. It does kind of look like a mouse. You wouldn't, you wouldn't happen to have the art at all, would you? The, uh, I'd have to I look can up the pull story. it up real quick. Let's see. It's called pre-production, people. Uh, uh, I uh, Ferengi. No. Like I like the Ferengi from. From uh, lower decks, F E R. No, no, I got it. I'm just oh. playing with you. <laughs> I'm just While you guys are it. looking, I found my Christopher Lee uh, <laughs> art. <laughs> There's that. Oh One. wow, that's cool. I want to get the Chris Lee. Huh? R I P Chris Lee. Yeah, Chris I hope you and your and your son Bruce are. Uh, found each other up there. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> right next to Grandpa Stan. That's actually his brother. Oh. But Stan's their dad, right? Yeah, Stan's their dad. Okay. Just check it. The whole family's back together. I, I love. Can't oh. stall for you any longer. 
I, I love how we saved Stan Lee from that money issue. I wish we could have done the same thing for uh, Nichelle Nichols. Wait, what? Well, because, you know, remember they were, like, doing the conservative shit for Stan Lee? And it was all, like, just some fucked up shit that nobody believed. And we said, Stan Lee, blink twice if you're in trouble. And then all of a sudden we got him out of that. Oh, I thought you were afraid all of a sudden he died. No, no, no. He he got out of that like uh, about six months before he died because of her. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it became, you know, and then Michelle Nichols, she's still dealing with it. Like somebody has her locked up in New Mexico. Oh, yeah. He wanted to see the original concept art, which is usually no, with the story. Yeah. But no, like that. Look. I'm not as invested with the Ferengi to know that that's not what I, I would like to see. Like, it actually looks, from a special effects perspective, it looks bad, period. <laughs> like, the original looked better from Deep Space Nine. And, yeah, uh, and I think the uh, the Deep Space Nine ones look more like the concept art. They just rounded out the ears. Right. It's not as, they're not as pointy. Yeah. So Star Trek Discovery continues to be full of crap. It's just wild because like I feel like the the ridges are so much a part of like Ferengi culture. Like they talk about that all the time. Huh? Lobes and ridges, right? Like mm-hmm. and it's just like so who was like, Oh well, it doesn't really matter if the lobes and the ridges connect. It's like, well, all of the Lore says absolutely different. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and the guy, in, the guy in this shot, like it looks like his teeth are, are flat. Like Ferengi has some of the most effed up teeth in in Star Trek. Well, he's he's trying to assimilate. He filed them down. <laughs> like there's one dude that has like one tooth that's like crooked, and he's like a main character, and it's like always hanging out there over his upper lip when he closes his mouth. Maybe this guy's like a hybrid. And he's gonna die soon because he's got a red shirt. <laughs> I hope he shows up and then they shoot him. Like, right there, we're done. Wait, what's happening? Jesus, not that accurate. The character, I, I... no, I know, but <laughs> like, such violence already. Oh man, what else is at a comic con? Uh, you know, dude, I, I, I had some stories lined up, but I wasn't able to pre-produce them, so uh, I, don't have them. I don't have them right here. I, my fingertips. You got any, Jay? A big man in chat says, uh, "Big man twenty four seven says Discovery changed Klingons back in the first season, so it's par for the course." Technically, uh, everybody else changed Klingons because original series Klingons didn't look like every other Klingon. Right, mm-hmm. but Enterprise told you why. Yeah, it, I haven't got there yet. You don't need to watch Enterprise. I do. I like, I I like Enterprise. Everything. Okay. <laughs> the, the <laughs> that is, is interesting, though. Like those are some good episodes. Yeah. Well, what? What? Why did they change it? Like, what was the reason? What happened was, um, well, you know, Khan, right? You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know Khan. So no, you don't. Yeah, I do. <laughs> okay. I, I watch the the. Khan's my favorite. At some point on, on Earth, they uh, they try to make super soldiers. They call super soldiers. Right. They call them augments. Yeah. And so the Klingons found out about that, and they're like, "Oh, the Federation's got super soldiers. We need some super soldiers too." So they they get some of that DNA and start putting it into Klingons, and because it's kind of human advanced DNA, 
it right. messes them up where it does make them into super soldiers, but it makes them look more human. So it smooths out their forehead. Okay. And uh, yeah, so it, it makes them look like the original series yeah. Klingons. And one of the like main scientists working on it, like when the when he finally figures out that okay, I, I gotta stop these experiments, like goes into uh, reconstructive surgery <laughs> to put the to put the forehead back on the people that are that are messed up because it becomes like 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 the virus. I almost said the name. Because like the virus where it goes uncontrollable in in their society and like a certain percentage of the planet just turn just becomes like that. Okay. Not just the super soldiers. I hate how Oz assumes I don't know Khan. Like, fuck. Like I don't know. I assume you don't know anything from Star Trek that's not like past season one of original series and Lower Decks. But but that's oh, the thing. You, you, you got Jane. Khan is like season one, episode eight. Yeah, but the movie is where he really comes in of his own. Right. No, but he was awesome in that show. And like, I watched the movie too. Like last week you started talking about Janeway. And I was sitting here yeah. thinking, like, I need to see this Janeway he's talking about because I need to see how he identified her as Janeway. I, I I it was just a thumbnail for the show. And it was just that that the pose. It was almost a silhouette, and I knew it was Janeway. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Look, what did you see? Did you not see that? No, nah, I don't want to watch Prodigy. I might, but I, I I'm not saying. I'm, did you see the, the 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 thumbnail? No, I don't know what you were talking about. That's why All I right. wasn't sure. That's why I didn't say anything at the time because I'm like, wait. I mean, it could have been Kate Mulgrew. I don't know. It, uh, it was a, it was a silhouette, and I knew it was her. And then I read I read afterwards, and it was her. But she's like a, a hollow hollow deck construct. The, the like hair thing i, I don't know like it doesn't the even look like her way. like if you see the animated one it doesn't look like her but i knew it was her okay now it was prodigy right now i gotta watch prodigy you just gotta look at the thumbnail that's all you gotta do okay you guys talk i'm gonna look up this thumbnail. Uh, uh speaking of star trek though um what's his name captain kirk he went to uh space but that's not the news the news is that at new york comic-con he didn't wear a mask and he didn't get kicked out but some vendor did i mean <laughs> that's, that's, not a silhouette. that's flat out janeway like that's, that's not the thumbnail for the show like, that's just the one i found real quick yeah the thumbnail for the actual show actually flashes when you like scroll over to uh, the prodigy on on paramount plus and you only see it for like a split second and then it gives you the trailer that doesn't have janeway in it at all you know what though? If you silhouette this, yeah, I would see that as Janeway too. Again, it, it, you gotta you gotta look at the thumbnail. That's not that's not the thumbnail I saw. Either way, um, but yeah, like they they got rid of a vendor, a big vendor that paid for a booth because he wasn't wearing a mask and he wasn't adhering. But then all the celebrities stood next to everybody with no masks. All the panels they weren't wearing masks, and. Uh, and yeah, and they didn't kick any of them out. Was were the panels were they social distanced at the panels? The 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 photo opportunities were definitely not social distanced. Oh, but nobody so, wants a photo opportunity with somebody with a. a you either have a policy or you don't, Larry. Oh, no, like that's the thing. Like you're firing health work healthcare workers over policy, but you're gonna let fucking. Uh, some guy on some Saturday afternoon TV show, uh, 
take his mask off to take a picture with somebody for 50 bucks? I mean, if they consent, sure. But there's a policy. Like, they're not letting anybody, they wouldn't let anybody in. Like, they had people kicking people out on the floor if they had their mask down. Like, yeah. they, you either wear a mask or you fucking don't, Larry. I don't know, man. I feel like, I feel like that makes, like, it feels like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that it's not against the policy because uh, you're absolutely right. I look, feel like that that feels like one of those common sense exceptions. Like as far as taking look, a picture, none, taking none a picture. of this shit. None of this shit is common sense exception because the commonest sense is don't have a fucking convention during a fucking pandemic. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> that's the commonest of the census. Yeah. But uh, like, I took a picture with Norman Bates at at, at uh, Halloween Horror Nights. And he was six feet away from us with a mask. <laughs> they were fucking around. And that was before the mandate here in LA. <laughs> you okay. know what I mean? So right. they they you know the, the, the dudes at the purge maze, they were social distancing from you. Like they had a six foot machete that was swing at you, <laughs> you know. And I'm like, ah, but you know, they're six feet away. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, they don't even need the machete, they need that like wear the mask and then start walking towards you and take it off slowly. They could have like one of those masks that look like, like you're not wearing it. That like, just looks like the bottom of the mouth. Yeah. So no, but not wearing a mask, and that'll be the real mask where they take it off. That, there's a way to do protocol and a way to not do protocol, and you can't like punish somebody if you're just gonna pick and choose who you punish. That's the whole problem, <laughs> you know. I mean, I, I guess, I guess, more than anything, I think I'm thinking about like. If I paid fifty dollars to take a picture with William Shatner, yeah, and he takes his mask off, and yeah. I stand next to him without the mask, who's the victim? It, the thing is, the victim is the guy that got thrown out for not having a trying to to pay his booth rent that paid more than fifty dollars. <laughs> and yeah, but that's but that's not oh, see if uh, that guy doesn't wear a mask. There are actual people that would might be like, hey, put your mask on. Look, oh, see, and that's the thing is, is, are you gonna, are you afraid of getting sick or are you not? That that's really it, because it doesn't matter who the fuck you are. You know, we're talking about something that is potential death. Like that's the fear they're telling us. Well, if, if so, you're afraid of getting sick, you get the worth, shot and you're done. That's it. Once you get the shot, I don't care. Do whatever you want. Thing, they don't. They, that is not coming into play at all in New York Comic Con. Like you have to wear a mask whether you're vaccinated or not. They, they, you might as well not be vaccinated when it comes to the policy. Yeah. I get, you know, I mean, again, like, it, I'm just saying, like, if obviously if nobody had a problem with the vendor, we're not the, wearing a the people, the people at New York Comic Con, the people making the policy had the problem yeah. with the guy. It's not that somebody complained about it. Is that yeah. somebody in a position of power saw it and chose? And that's that's what happened. Something yeah. about one person when other people around them were doing the same thing. Yeah, but I guess what I'm saying is, if the person I'm the person in power, and I'm like, you know, I'm the guy that's running the convention, yeah. and I'm like, hey, you're a vendor, I need you to wear your mask, and that vendor's like, hey, I'm doing my best, but I, I you know, I'm going to wear it when I want to wear it, whatever, fine. If if like that's a problem for me, because if somebody gets sick, then 
they're going to be like, oh, my God, like, what are you doing? Da, da, da. But if I'm like, hey, William Shatner, put put your mask on when you're taking these pictures. It's like the people that paid the $50 to take the picture of William Shatner are very well might be the same people. They're like, actually, I would prefer him not to have the mask on. That guy paid $100 to have a table and sell shit. Yeah, no, but I no, but yeah, but he didn't get yeah. paid money to not wear a mask. That guy didn't pay money to not wear a mask either. The guy getting picture with William Shatner, like you're supposed to be wearing he, your mask. He wants he wants a picture of William Shatner without a mask. That, that's not. They didn't ask for that. Like, what, I'm saying, what I'm saying is, is Shatner, the, the guy, the guy, the guy had his mask. George K had his mask when he took pictures. Okay, and that might be a choice that George K wanted to make, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, there's, there's, that's a clear indicator that there's nobody observing policy when it's convenient, and that's the problem I have. I, I guess I think I think it's a common sense exception. Like, nah. if, if people like so, they're celebrities, it's like you want people like no, it, they're if, special. They, yeah. Well, no, no, it's not that they're special. It's that the fact that you you're taking the picture next to that particular person is the draw and it's like you like in the same way like technically speaking if you you could have somebody that could potentially look like william shatner taking pictures as william shatner with a mask on and maybe it might be like well maybe it's william shatner maybe it's not <laughs> like if that fool doesn't talk I you know so, some people are just more equal than others Let's go <laughs> The thing is, some people get fucked with and some people don't. That's really it. Like, and that's like, honestly, like, I'm not into these anti mask sentiments and shit like that, but this gives them the fodder to halt the progress of getting over this shit. You know? I, you I don't know about all that. Of course you don't know, because you're not trying to run a business during all this shit. You know? I just say, like, it's like, it, like, obviously there are exceptions, and it's just like, there, like a celebrity, somebody paying a celebrity to take a picture with them feels like a common sense exception to why somebody might take their mask no. off. Hey, it's hey, like because so that when I when I paid my money to take a picture next to this person, so when somebody yeah. tells you, "Oh, I have a religious exemption to not get a vaccine," you're okay with that? Uh, if they're a part of a religion that actually like doesn't allow people to get vaccines, but no major religion really does that. But there, that we have to observe that as a business. Like, what, what what religion are they? Like, here's the thing: it's like there's no. You're religion. not even allowed to ask. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, Larry. I'm like, you I, wear I, your no, fucking no. mask or you don't. Like, no, don't no, no. This William Shatner bullshit. Oh, look, look. I, you as a business person don't have to ask, but somebody should verify, right? Like, they're a part of a religion that they, they can't. Like, they, how can they not? Like it's like, oh, you you want a religion resumption? Fine. What religion are you? Like not not the boss, but somebody. Like somebody has to be like it doesn't have to be your boss because I get why you don't want that to happen because you don't want your boss discriminating against anybody because of whatever religion they are. But but the government might need to ask. Look, right? The last person I want discriminating against what religion is is the government. Well, like I'm just saying. Like, I'm just saying. You you're not a religion. Nope. Yeah, who's giving, who's giving out discriminate? The, the, the <laughs> government, the government decides who and who isn't a religion first for the purposes of exemptions all the time, right? Like, 
You you can't just be like I'm a religion. Like, huh? I should be like I should be the only if I'm the only follower of my religion. Hey, that's just how that goes. Like, the government shouldn't do that, and they should all pay taxes. That's my stance on it. All the religions should pay taxes. Yeah, okay. and, and the hey, government yeah. shouldn't decide who, who gets an exemption for that or not. Well, who should decide who gets an exemption? There shouldn't be an exemption for taxes for religion. Period. Yeah. Oh, I'm okay with. I'm okay with uh, the government needs to know my religion to give me an exemption, but if I don't want the exemption, they don't need to know nothing. Of course. No, that, that makes perfect sense. It, yeah, that's I'm, don't ask, don't tell. You like that. Right. Uh, it's not don't ask, don't tell. It's like you're not trying to get anything for the government. The government doesn't need anything to know anything yeah. about you. Done. Like that that makes perfect sense. But what I'm saying is like, dude, like I'm I'm not trying I'm not trying to sit here and give people an out for not wearing masks. What I'm, I'm saying gonna, is what I'm saying is people that don't want to wear a mask will make up whatever reason they want to not wear masks. And it's not like saying like William Shatner not wearing his mask because he's taking pictures with people isn't a good reason for somebody to not be wearing well, their he mask. Holding his breath while he took the picture. <laughs> like it's like help. it's like, dude, I, it's not that oh celebrities are special people and they don't you know they don't have like when when William Shatner leaves the photo booth, guess what? William Shatner should put his mask on. And if somebody wants to kick William Shatner out of New York Comic Con because he's not wearing his mask at that point, then go for it. Those are the some of the pictures that came out, but there's also pictures of him at the booth and the, all the panels. and there. There's a lot of more pictures of people not wearing masks that got allowed to not wear masks than there's, like, they don't even tell you who this well, vendor was. At, at the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. New, at, people on panels don't necessarily need to be wearing a mask if they're socially distanced. But they're it's not. Like, I, how do you know? Because I saw the pictures of them on the panel. They're sitting well, next I'm to talking, each other. No, but not not with each other. Like the, with the, Why the not audience. With each other? The audience because that's, they those, the guy those, next to the night next the guy next to one of these creators has a grandmother that could be potentially at risk. My guy, they work together. If they decide that they're okay, like you know, a lot of these panels are just hodgepodge people that like work in the same genre. If, if those people don't have a problem with each other not wearing masks, then it shouldn't be a big deal. Like, it's more about the public in general. Like, and that's why the vendor needs to wear his mask because he's dealing with the public all day. But they are too. They got to sign no, shit. They're not. They're, they're, they're not they're on the stage. So if they're, but if they're, but doesn't matter. But when they're, they go back to the floor. And this is all the, this is all the, what I'm saying is the, I'm just talking about common sense stuff. When they leave the panel and they go onto the floor, yeah, wear your mask. And if you want to kick a panelist out at that point, then do it. Yeah, now nah, either way, look, David, <laughs> this goes out to you, San Diego Comic Con Special Edition. We're going to be there and we're going to be policing you. <laughs> I don't want to see none of this William Shatner bullshit. <laughs> I, plan, I plan to be so drunk it doesn't matter like what interest no, look, look we got the disinfectant look we we drink liquor weed ass like we're we're good we're covered but we're still gonna wear a mask i especially take ivermectin and hydrochloroquine yeah oz takes for the two of us <laughs> yeah. oh is that who's that with the mask on that's george george takai okay it's more attractive to males. Wait, right? what? 
Is that how that works? I don't know how that works. I don't know what Moss is saying. <laughs> He's oh, on that ivermectin bullshit. Yeah. Uh, look, uh, and that's all it is. Like, you know, I mean, the world would be better if we would all, like, stop pretending like, you know, there's not certain exceptions to rules every so often. You know what I mean? It's like not like not not out of not unreasonable type stuff. It's like, you know, it's like cats don't want to wear a mask and they go use every every instance of someone not wearing a mask in public as like, oh see, they didn't wear a mask. I don't need to wear a mask either. It's like I, I would say the world would be a better place if we just realized if you're scared of it, get the shot. If you're not, you don't you know well your listen your choice, that's on you you know what's going to happen. Big media silencing us. Up up until relatively recently, no one had any issues with vaccines, right? I mean, like, for the most part. It's like, I don't understand the whole thing. It doesn't matter. Look, if if you're against getting the shot and something happens to you, that's on you. And if if we accept that, just accept that. People People make the choices for themselves. If you're scared of what might happen, Get the shot. The shot is effective and safe. That's there it. Is. And you're, once you get the shot, you're done. But it, yeah. okay, maybe you get a, a slight cold. You know, but yeah. you're you're safe. You you've been you've been protected from the worst of it. That's it. We're done. Yeah. You either yeah. get the shot or you, you don't. Know, you know that's not that's not. I know, you know why that's not happening. I know, but it's <laughs> that that's how yeah. it's tricky, right? It, it, yeah, but you know, like they they. You know, they're all in the same sport, but different teams. You know what I mean? I look. So somebody, somebody said, you know, right wing, left wing, it's the same bird. Right. <laughs> that, yeah, that's what it is. It's, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. how it should be. You know, yeah. Let, let us know the the dangers and it. Let us know, give us all the info, and then, like I said, you either get it or you don't. You know the consequences of of either. Derek Gates says, unfortunately, if you decide not to vaccinate, you're hurting others also. Right. But if you wear your mask and not take a picture with fucking William Shatner, you don't got to worry about it. <laughs> uh, anything, anything else before we get out of here? I, I think I'm done. Freaking Lawrence shows up and it gets all political. You see that? He, he probably just gave a speech while wearing a suit and all that. That's what I did. I just gave a speech. Or a rally, as some yeah. people would call it. Yeah. Shatner yeah. gave the space to gave the virus to all the people that went to space with him. You know, that you went to, he went to Netflix space. You notice the uh <laughs> the, the tie is purple, not just blue. Yeah. I'm I'm having my effects on him. It's 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 like it's uh independent tie. It's where you mix yeah. blue and red together. Yellow. No, independence yellow. Yeah. Blue, blue and red. Purple Make and blue and red and see what you get. <laughs> right, we need to get out because I've had too much to drink to, to get into this topic. <laughs> I'm, I'm not drinking beer today. All right. It's final thought time. Jay, man, give us some final thoughts. Um... I saw this movie recently, and it kind of fucked my head up. <laughs> and to watch the trailer for a yeah, what are we watching for next week? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm going to try and get my shit together and do a one-shot on this movie, because <laughs> it's, 
man, like, yeah. Oh, Jesus, it broke Jay. I wanted, when he told me about it before, before we went on, uh, I told him I, I wanted Larry to watch at least the trailer because that's all we're going to get from Larry. But I want Larry to watch it but because <laughs> he asked me if I've seen it. I'm like, nah, I want Larry to watch the trailer. And I like Larry, next haircut. It broke Jay. Yeah, I but, watch you it. Know, but you don't even know why. It broke I'm afraid him of dollhouses. But he, he, <laughs> it, it broke him because it's not even that funny. Like, it's not funny. It's not scary. It's not like, it, yeah, it's just it just exists. That's it's just, yeah, like yeah. it's not scary, it's not funny, yeah, it's barely entertaining, it's slow right. as fuck, yeah. I, I, I just don't understand, yeah. Like, so, Larry's gonna watch the trailer and, and get you ready for that one shot, like, I, I don't get it. <laughs> and that reaction he had, I love it. I'm like, I, I give that movie five stars out of five already, like, that's what I, I want to get high as fuck. And watch that. <laughs> Maybe beat off two times while watching it. Well, That's how good a movie is, Larry. I haven't seen it yet. I only seen the trailer. Uh, Oz, man, give us some final thoughts. Uh, I keep saying go watch Star Girl. It's a uh, it's a good show, especially season two. And uh, let's go, Brandon. I'm gonna I'm gonna punch Oz when I see him. <laughs> we gotta have a countdown timer, a countdown timer till Oz gets, comes to California again. Larry, man, gonna... Larry, I know you've been here for a while, but you still give us a final thought, man. Can you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Listen, uh, just thank you all as always for the support, and I'm gonna give you a gem uh, because, listen, you all should be reading the comic book Sword. It's good. It's an X-Men book, but it kind of stands on its own and a, a little bit. I won't say separate, but it's 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 has its own uh, lane, much like many of the X, or much like many of the X books right now. But you should you should be reading Sword. It's really really good. And the as for, <laughs> for the rest of Fantastic Forum. Uh, thank you for joining us, Derek Gage, big man. Thank you for commenting in here. Uh, Sir John, thank you for staying up this late. Or, yeah, this late in the afternoon in Greece. Uh, Tire Claw always being the first. All you Twitch people, sorry, like we had issues. They got hacked over at Twitch and we didn't have a stream key, but we'll be back next week. And aside from that, man, yeah, just hit subscribe, like, hit the bell. Uh, we got the Enter the House of Slaughter uh, review coming up right now. It just premiered, so if you subscribe, you got the alert. If not, just stick around. Just go to browse our channel and get that. And then uh, we'll be back next week. Right here, right? Uh, FantasticForum.live for everything you need.